And good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Walker AC Saturday Matinee Show. Of course, I am your host, Walker AC, otherwise known as Adrian. Thank you for tuning in. You can always find us here under walkerac76.podbean.com. And of course, many of the plugs will come in later. But for today, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my uh, co-host with me. We will we we will be reviewing Four Rooms, editing folks, uh, the movie Four Rooms. And but in the meantime, let's uh, introduce Miss Piper, Tina Piper. How are you doing today? Hello, fine. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm glad to have you back on the show. You definitely uh, helped move some numbers, and you are very very appreciated. Um, how's your uh, day going so far? It's going great. I just had to get me a cup of coffee. Um, I wanted to have some popcorn, but hey, I'm ready. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so like I mentioned, we'll be going over the 1995 movie Four Rooms. It stars uh, a plethora of, of actor, actresses, just to name a few. Uh, Tim Roth, Antonio Banderas, Quentin Tarantino, um, Bruce Willis, Jennifer Beals, Madonna. Uh, Lily Taylor, Marissa Tomei, and there's so much more. Uh, before we get into it, um, what was your life like back in 1995? Oh, can I remember? What was I doing in 1995? I think I was working in a call center um, for Sprint. Back then it was long distance, before it was cell phone. And, um, huh. What was I doing? I was living in Atlanta, Georgia, and just, I guess, taking life one day at a time, uh, doing a lot of theater um, plays at Fox Theater, and um, I don't really remember what happened in 1995. Nothing significant. <laughs> well, what about you? 1995. Um, I graduated in 94. Um, 95, I remember um, taking a trip to Daytona Beach uh, to live uh, with my brother and his friends while he went off to college. Um, so it was three, you know, young teenagers or older teenagers just being stupid, working at the AMC movie theaters, um, staying up late, uh, stealing popcorn, eating that at night, inviting friends over, just sleeping, working nights. And, you know, and just pretty much living life. Um, we had a blockbuster next door. We rent movies all the time. And that was one of the movies I stumbled upon. Because uh, we were a huge we were a huge Tarantino fan. We hopped on that bandwagon with, with all his movies. And so, seeing how we watched all of the, 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 you know, the well-known movies, we started going back to the more obscure ones. And Four Rooms is something we stumbled upon because we didn't know this humongous cast. Um, so, like, what attracted you to, to that particular movie? I think for me it was Madonna because I was a huge Madonna fan. Um, also, I love Quentin Tarantino movies as well. Um, he has a really abstract way of thinking. And so it's always interesting to see, you know, what twist and plots he had cooked up for his next movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, I'm going to have you tell us about the movie a little bit. We'll do what we did last time. We'll go back and forth a little bit. So, so tell us a little bit about Four Rooms, and I'll give you my, you know, some little synopsis on it also. 
Okay, without getting too much into everything, the movie um, is about this bellhop. He just started a job um, working at a hotel in Hollywood, California, and it's New Year's Eve. So there are four rooms in this hotel where um, there's a different plot going on in each different room, different storyline. And um, it's a really dark comedy. Um, and um, shall we go into the scene? I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> Absolutely. And the cool thing about this film, it was directed by four different directors. Um, yeah. Each director did a floor. So, and I'm, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Please forgive me. It's been many years since I've watched it. Um, so Allison Anders did a floor. Um, Alexandra Rockwell did a floor. Robert Rodriguez did a floor. And of course, Quentin Tarantino did a floor. So the first floor, I believe, um, is the honeymoon suite. And that scene was called a missing ingredient. Yeah. Now, now of course, um, this one, it's Tim, Tim Roth. He plays the bellhop of Ted. And of course, like you said, it's his first night here on the job on New Year's Eve. So the first floor, um, he helps out um, a couple with their luggage on their floor. And that floor starred uh, Madonna. Uh, what? Madonna, Marissa Tomei. Um, good Lord, so many people in that. And it was about a coven of witches. So I'll, so I'll let you take over a little bit. And I think it, when when the movie first began, so the bellhop, the new bellhop guy, is talking to the one that's retiring, and a piece of advice he gave him was to keep his Peter in his pants. And I called the male part the Peter. I think it's because I had a crush on Peter Brady when I was a kid. So <laughs> um, he told him to keep his Peter in his pants. So what happens? Um, in, in the room with the Coven of Witches and they're trying to break the spell that was put on Diana. And I guess that was the, the leader of their Coven or whatever. Yes. Um, someone put a spell on her and changed her husband into a fish on their honeymoon. Um, and so each witch was putting in their little recipe for, you know, to break the spell. One had uh, breast milk. Someone else had blood of a virgin. Uh, anyway, one of the ways had to give sperm, but she had swallowed the sperm. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they tell her she has to get the sperm within an hour. The bellhop guy shows up and paid him $50 to have sex with the witch. And what was so entertaining about that particular um, about particular floor? And of course, you had the all star cast, yeah. and you have never seen Madonna in a role like that. No. And no. the music itself, you know, with with the whole movie is, is amazing. Um, I mean, it was very simple. It was a very simple soundtrack, and you know, and, and of course, the background music to me made the movie. Um, but you know, as he as they tried to get him. To have sex, you know, to have sex with the girl, yeah. you know, it, it, was, it was really funny because Tim Roth's character, he's very kind of aloof, you know, I mean, very quirky, you know, like, you know, very awkward kind of, you know, very awkward kind of guy. I found him, what was his name, Ted? Ted I found him, yeah, yeah quite weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
something weird that caught me in that scene was when Madonna came in, they had a younger woman with her, and um, she was calling her her daughter, and the girl said, I'm not your daughter. And Madonna said, yes, you are. She said, well, why are we sleeping together? Yes. And the yes. guy makes this face like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did I just hear? And uh, and the daughter, the daughter, um, uh, she played. She's played by Alicia Witt. Um, That's right. Yeah. Alicia Witt. She did a couple of independent movies, and yeah. also she was in Law and Order: Criminal Intent uh, on a couple of the last seasons. Yes, she. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, she was. Very, very briefly. I had the biggest crush on her back then, but I digress. Um, <laughs> so. So um, after one of the quote unquote witches, you know, convinces. Ted, or actually puts him under a spell, um, you know, to have sex with her in in the actual, I guess, pool or cauldron or whatnot. You know, of course, of course, the spell is broken, um, and of course, you see the witch emerges, and that was their first floor. Yeah. So now we go on to the second floor, the wrong man. You'd be so kind. Oh my God! Room four four. Yes. What he was looking for. So he stumbles in a room, um, a dark room, and there's this guy, and he has his wife tied up, and um, I, don't, I wasn't sure if they were role-playing or what was really going on in the room, um, but at first he was accusing him of having had an affair with his wife, and then next thing I know, he was accusing him of having said he slept with the man. I don't know what was going on. I'm, I'm still confused about that. Um, but I'm thinking. I'm thinking with that. That was more or less like a role play, because role I think it was role play. Because um, you know, as a wife is tied up, she looked at him and she said, "And I quote, just go along with the game. It'll be over soon." Okay. And and of course, Ted being very awkward, very kind of herky jerky, he didn't know how to react. Um, well, yeah, the husband had a gun on. <laughs> ex- exactly. <laughs> And then, okay. then at one point in the scene, um, the husband, I think, passed out or had an alleged heart attack. Yeah, he faked the heart attack. Right. He kisses Ted, he kisses him in the mouth, and then faked the heart attack. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. Ted is freaking out, of course. And, of course, the wife tied up trying to calm him down. So Ted goes into the bathroom, tries to climb out of the window, and he gets stuck in the window. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> he was trying to look for the nitroglycerin. Uh-huh. So he's in medicine cabinet, and there's tons of medication, and he's like, fuck it, I'll jump out the window. <laughs> but he gets stuck. And he's looking up at the guy above on another floor, and he's like, can you help me? And the guy bops on him, like vomits all over him. That was so gross. <laughs> That's one of the scenes I didn't like, but of course, it fit along with the story. So of course, expecting that. Yeah. No. <laughs> so he goes back in, and, you know, and, and of course, and of course, the guy pops up. Of course, the guy's all right. And then I think, uh, you know, Ted, you know, Ted kind of, you know, makes nicey nice, you know, with the guy with the gun, and then the wife gets upset, and then she says, "Oh, well, Ted and I slept together, and he has a big Johnson, and he did all this stuff to me, and stuff like that." And then the guy gets upset. Yeah. And then he asks Ted to pull down his pants and let's see it. Yes. So the husband and the wife start to argue while you see Ted run in slow motion to the door and he gets out the door. 
But then, but then after that, another person walks into the room by mistake, and then the whole scene starts all over again. As as Ted is walking out, the guy pulls a gun out on a on a stranger, and they start the game. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yes, that was a very that, that was a very weird floor, but it was a very funny floor. I mean, the whole vomiting thing I didn't expect, but you know, it, it was what it was for that particular floor. And I think they pondered over how how their names. Uh, the husband name was Siegfried. Yes. And then Ted's name was Theodore, and he hated that. He didn't want to be called that. And he just starts spazzing out about it and gained the husband's respect. Um, so yeah. It was just really weird for me, that, that particular role. <laughs> Absolutely. And now, now of course, uh, like a little small aside. Um, yeah. Th- th- like I said, this, these, this is one of the lesser-known movies, but what's really bizarre is you can still find it. You can still find it online. You can find it, of course, on YouTube. Um, yeah. you, could, you, you could rent it. You know, of course, you can download it through nefarious means. Or you can find it on you know, you know, any kind of movie app. It, it's, it's out there. It's still one of those movies that you can grab. Um just not a whole lot of people heard of it and you know that's that's why that's why it's one of the movies i chose because it's different and surprisingly it still holds up to this day like uh, like raising cane did yes it does it does and it doesn't feel 95 ish at all yeah which is really really bizarre but (laughs) so now we go to the third my floor, favorite my favorite, my favorite one as well. Was it? Right? Yes, and this one, and once again, I apologize. Um, so, the honeymoon suite was directed by Allison Anders. Um, the second floor was directed by Alexander Rockwell. The third one, this is by Robert Rodriguez, and this stars Antonio Banderas, you know, and you know, and and his wife in this room, of course, a New Year's Eve party. And they're trying to get away from the kids so they can go out and have a good time. So they convinced Ted to watch their kids for the evening, giving him, offering him $500 to keep an eye on the kids for the night and making sure the kids don't misbehave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what do you remember about this floor? The kids misbehaved. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Okay, so Antonio Banderas' character was married to an Asian woman. Yes. And I remember when they first went inside the room, she's combing the son's hair with the part on the side, and Antonio has a ponytail, so he's like, I want my son's hair to be like mine. And he goes to brush it, but it won't stay straight. It keeps sticking up, and he's like, you have hair like your mother. And... Um, <laughs> Mom's getting upset now, hurting the little girls here because dad's pissing her off. So they pay him $500 to watch the kids. These little kids are horrible. It's like, uh, what's the movie? Home Alone? Yes. They're drinking, they're drinking champagne. The little boy's watching porno, um, smoking cigarettes. Um, <laughs> just like everything you're not supposed to be doing. And then when he goes to put them to bed, they find a dead body inside the mattress. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. And also, did you know uh, that the two kids 
went on to do the um, um, not Shark Boy and Lava Girl. No, not that one. The Spy Kids. The Spy Kids. Yes, um, those two were in Spy Kids yes. later on. Yes, yes, I did. Sweet. That's awesome. So, <laughs> as the third room goes along, he's trying to put the kids to sleep. Um, and one one thing he did, you know, the kids wanted milk and cookies. So there was no milk and cookies. So he gave them crackers and, and and juice or something like that. So crackers and milk. Yes, 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 yes. So when so when that didn't work, he wanted to play a game with him, and he and uh, they, he put vapor rub on their eyelids so they won't open her eyes. So he so he can have some peace and quiet to himself. And then you're right, you know, that's when there is a particular smell in the room, and he thought it was the kids. But then of course you find out there's a dead hooker in the mattress, and he throws up and freaks out. And so he hops on the phone, calls nine one one, and he's like, "Oh my God, there's a dead whore under the you know in the bed." So the little the little girl, she's like, "Hey, don't call her that. Don't call her that." And he kept saying "whore, her whore" all over all you know repeatedly. So she so she found a syringe on the floor and stabbed him in the leg with it. And, that, and then it completely catch on fire. Yes, and so he's screaming, vomit on his face, a syringe in his <laughs> in his leg, hold, you know, holding up a dead hooker, and the, and the parents come back to the hotel room. So they see all this stuff. The kids sitting there, and Tony Banderas with the most calmest look. He goes, "So did they misbehave?" And then that's the whole scene. <laughs> the wife was passed out drunk, right? Yes, yes, she was. He opens the door and he just drops her on the floor. <laughs> Did they misbehave? <laughs> the room's on fire. The son's smoking a cigarette. The daughter has booze in her hand. It was like, what the hell? So I guess he's used to the kids misbehaving. Um, well, technically, they that didn't. was my favorite room, though. Technically, they didn't misbehave. Technically, but yes, that was that was my favorite room. Also, what would you call that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents would have killed me. But yeah, that's a whole yeah. other story. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so before we go to the final room, yes. Ted has Ted has enough, and yes. he, he calls his boss, which is Kathy Griffin, which I didn't realize that until I went, yes. I, until I went back. I looked at bits and pieces of it. You know, and, you know, he, he calls her and her boss, Marissa Tomei. And so they convince him to, 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 to finish out his shift and do one final floor. Yeah. So he finally agrees to do one final floor. And this is the penthouse. And yes. this one is awesome. And it was shocking because then came out of nowhere. And it was directed by Quentin Tarantino. So, what is your memories on this fourth and final floor? Okay, well, the wife that was in room four four was also in this room. Um, I guess she gave her husband something to pass out, or he was drunk and passed out, whatever. But so there were Quentin Tarantino, Bruce Willis, and another guy. I forgot. Um, anyway, they're all drunk, and they go on tell Ted about um, a movie with um, Steve McQueen and who was that actor? Laurie. Anyways, in the movie he bet him that he couldn't light his lighter 
10 times in a row. Um, and if he could, he would give him his car. If not, he had to chop his finger off. So Ted was like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be around this. And so he was like, I'll give you $100 to sit down and let me talk to you for one minute. So mind you, Ted's already got $50 from the witches, 500 from Antonio Banderas. And now he's getting another hundred <laughs> to listen to them talk for a minute. So he talks to him and he asks him um, would he chop off the guy's finger if he can't light the cigarette lighter ten times. And it worked until him getting a thousand dollars throughout that minute. So he was like, you mean to tell me all I have to do is this and I can just walk out and never talk to you guys again? They're like, yeah. So the guy goes to flick the lighter one time, it doesn't like, chops off the finger, takes the money, and just walks out the room, and the guy screaming, my finger! <laughs> it was just hilarious. It was a hilarious thing. And the good thing about that is, the ending came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, you had the, you had the tension of yeah. Ted holding up the knife, you know, and everybody staring at yeah. the, you know, like, at the Zippo. And yeah. instantly he flicks it, nothing happens, and just a split second you see the knife go down on the, on the, on the guy's pinky finger. He didn't hesitate at all. No, at all, because the night that he's had a quick thousand dollars would be easy for him, and you see him swipe it up, and you see him literally just walk out the room while everyone is frantic, you know, trying to get a bucket of ice, trying to get a towel, <laughs> and trying to get everything together to go to the hospital, you know, to get his finger sewn back on. And... The whole, the whole gist of it is just trying to convince Ted that, okay, you know, the finger gets cut off, we put it on ice, get it sewn back on, no big deal. And you go into it not thinking that this is going to happen. But it happens so fast, and then the credits roll while you see everybody, you know, scampering around in the background. And, yeah, that truly took me off guard, but that floor was amazing. Um, and the scene wasn't that long either. You know, like, that's the best part. It was and it was, it was interesting to see Quentin actually, you know, in it acting. So, um. yeah. And so, and, and of course, once again, I looked it up a little bit. And a little bit of sweet irony is the movie came out on Christmas Day, 1995. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, the, the, the movie was only a, a little over 98 minutes. Um, a very, very quick and very easy movie to watch. Very easy to digest. And... Like we talked about earlier, it definitely withstands the test of time. So anybody can watch that nowadays and don't have to worry about, you know, wondering what the VCR was or worry about what the telephone was because it's it, it, it holds up. Um, so what would you what what grade would you give this movie? I would I would give it two thumbs up. Um, it was comical. It was intriguing, um, and it, it had a lot of twists and turns that I didn't really expect. So, and, and like you said, for 1995 film, for me to watch it today and still enjoy it, um, I, yeah, I would have to give it two thumbs up. Awesome, and I agree with you. The movie itself, to me, was funny from beginning to end. It really didn't have a lull. And the only slow part, if there really was a slow part, was 
was the um, well, it was like the second floor. You know, with the husband and wife doing a role play. Cause it kind of slowed down a little bit, but it picked right back up. You know, on the third and the final floor. Um, and of course, as we you know as we do this movie review, I meant to ask you the first time you did one. What I mean, like, what are your what are your favorite types of movies to watch? Um, I I love comedies. Um, I the psychological thrillers. I really love those. I love sci-fi movies. Um, okay, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I just any kind of movies, but I like psychological thrillers, sci-fi comedies the most um and adventure movies nice um uh, i'm sorry no, please go ahead i bomb love it. i love karate like if there's some karate some judo some kung fu i don't care i love it um, <laughs> that's so. awesome <laughs> yeah yeah well, um i'm more <laughs> Uh, I, I'm more into uh, foreign films, um, <clears throat> Japanese, Asian horror films. Um, uh, I love uh, French films because they never have a happy ending. Um, What's your favorite French movie? Mine uh, is, uh, is is a movie called Friends. Of mm-hmm. course, of course, no relation to the you know to the series. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh, based off a French film called Paul, uh, called Paul and Michelle. Um, it's actually about two teenagers who fall in love and they play house together. Um, they get pregnant, they deliver a baby and in the end of the movie, of course, was never a happy ending. Um, um, Paul goes, goes to the store and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden uh, the parents find them, you know, because you know, they're very young teenagers and, and that was the end of the movie. And they came out with a part two called Paul and Michelle, and they find each other years later. And that movie came out, oh my God, back back in back in the early eighties. And, and I've tried I've tried finding that film, but I cannot find those films anywhere because they don't make those anymore. So um, another is a Japanese. You worked at Blockbuster, so you've probably seen almost everything. I have seen every film known to mankind, so so that's why I go back and I watch all the classic foreign films, the lesser known movies, uh, you know, like you know, like like I mentioned, Four Rooms or Memento or Brown Bunny, stuff like that. Um, so before we wrap everything up, I do have I do want to put you on the spot. Okay. So give me, and people hate this, <laughs> give me your top five movies. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, oh, top five. This is hard. This is not fair. <laughs> That's why I did it. Oh, this is not fair. Okay, so I love music. I, I love musicals. And so it's, I, I love Bye Bye Birdie. I don't know if you've seen that. Movie. Yes, I have. Okay, so... And I want to say five musicals, but I won't do that. So, Bye Bye Birdie, um, Return of the Jedi. Um, I, I just want to say the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy and let that count for one. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. 
Um, oh, shoot. Crouching Tiger, Chin Dragon. That's a good one. That's a really good one. And, um, oh, let me see. Who said I picked for my fifth one? <laughs> Darn it. Die Hard. I'm a Die Hard fan. Impressive. Very impressive. Okay. That's hard. That's hard. I have so many movies set up. That's hard. Okay. Well, tell you what. I'll give you my five, and let's see if you know any of these. And you probably will. Okay. So, let's see. Number five, City of Lost Children. Okay. French film. Um, Memento with Guy Pearce and Carrie Ann Moss. Yes. Usual Suspects with Kevin Spacey. Oh, well, that was a good one. Swimming with Sharks with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And a movie called Thursday. And that's a movie I would like us to review next week. Um, it's with... I forgot the gentleman's name. I think Guy Pierce is in Thursday. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. So yeah. that's a good one. Okay. Um, it's a very, very bizarre independent film. Um, the whole lot of twists and turns, and that's my challenge to you if you're up for it. Um, find a movie Thursday and watch that. What year did it come out? I am, I want to say in the 90s. So okay. let me go on my cheating machine here. <laughs> and let me see if, I, see if I can find it. Of course, that would be way too easy. Um... Thursday movie. But actually, so while I do that, you mentioned a couple of musicals. You mentioned, uh, you know, Bye Bye Birdie. Have you seen The Music Man? The Music Man? No, I have not. Well, no, I don't think I have. Wait. Tell me about it. The Music Man, a gentleman comes into town. It's just, just, it is what it is. It's just a music man. Um, I say it, no, no, of course, I know some people are screaming at me going, no, it's not about that. But yeah, when I saw it back then, yes, it was a music man. Um, uh, also, uh, Man of La Mancha. Okay, yeah, I saw that one. Okay, just checking. Yeah. So, music. I'm sorry? I want to say that I have seen it, but now that you bring it up, I'm going to watch it. Okay, sweet. So, Thursday... Um, okay. it, was, it was released in 1998. Okay. Um, it has uh, Mickey Rourke. He's in it. Aaron Eckhart's oh, in it. Um, I love Mickey Rourke. Okay. It's really, really good. All it is, basically, without spoiling it too much, um, a, um, a retired gangster is trying to lead a normal life, and his past comes back to haunt him. It sounds basic, but there's so many twists and turns in the movie, I strongly recommend watching it. Platform can I see it on? Um, I, I I can say you can probably watch it on YouTube, or or if you have Quibi or Amazon, you could probably find it on there. Okay, great. Okay. Yes, absolutely. If, uh, if not, uh, I'll send you a link on to where you can watch it. That'll be great too. Sounds good <laughs> to me. I can't wait because I love Mickey Park, So yeah. Oh, it's something totally different. You will never expect. So, uh, as we put this particular uh, show in the books, mm-hmm. where can, you know, I mean, like, where can our people find you at? 
Okay, you can follow my Facebook page. Uh, well, if you want to follow me, I'm Katina Piper on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Piper. Um, you can follow my podcast, One You Talk Show, on Facebook. I now have a Twitter page. You can follow me um, at One You Talk Show. Um, you can follow me on Anchor Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm also going to put up my graphic art page. I currently have one on Behance under Katina Piper, but I'm going to go ahead and put one up on Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, so yeah. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and of course we'll have, uh, links, uh, you know, down below, uh, need the description and also a little, a little bit of tidbit here. Aren't you on YouTube? <laughs> I'm on YouTube, but I don't have anything on there. I mean, I don't have any videos on there. Oh, okay. Cause I, I just subscribe to other people's videos, yeah. Oh, okay, because, because, I see, because I see a few on here of you. I have videos on YouTube? Yes, you do. How old are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I see seven years ago, four years ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, three or three weeks ago. <laughs> She's like, really? Okay. <laughs> Old people problem. I'm forgetting. <laughs> oh, no worries. The 40s is rough. The 40s is rough. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, come on. I'm 45. It's okay. I understand the pain. It's no problem. <laughs> uh, so you can find me. Oh, well, um, I will send you the link. Oh well, I mean, and, and of course you could find uh, the Walker AC Experience um, yeah. under. Let me take a deep breath here. Make sure I get everything right because I'm going to miss something here. <sighs> you could find us on Spotify, on Stitcher, Pandora, uh, Google Podcast, TuneIn, T-U-N-E-I-N, and on the new app of Player. FM. That's where you can find all the episodes of the Walker AC Experience. And of course, on YouTube, search under Walker AC. That's where you can find some of the old shows, some of the old animation, Henry the Fox, all his all his clan and whatnot. Slacking Majestically Show, the I Got Nothing Show. Um, of course, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, follow. All these apps you, you can download for free, no charge whatsoever. And of course, you can email us at slacking majestically 01 that's slacking majestically 01 send us an email we'll always get back to you uh, this is how i found one of my biggest fans miss piper on and yeah. she has been a delight ever since helping me out more than you will ever know so i'm gonna say stay tuned we have some big things coming up i'm not gonna mention them because i'm not gonna jinx myself or anything of the sort um just um, some new doors have been open, and I have Miss Piper to thank, immensely thank for it. So, any final thank any final words so far? Because you've been such a delight two weeks in a row. You guys better tune in to the Walker AC Experience Show Tuesday, Saturday, and service on Thursday. Yes, you are okay. correct. <laughs> I am. Totally flattered. But yes. <laughs> uh, and of course, please follow 
Cantina Piper. Please follow her work, support her work, um, support everyone who is trying new things, who has podcast shows, um, just any matters of work, support each other. So obviously, you know, without you, there's no Walker AC experience. And we are here for you. And once again, Ms. Piper, I thank you so much once again. And hopefully I will uh, talk to you next week. Next week. All right. So stay tuned. I'm going to share a few words with you off air. So once again, thank you, everyone, folks. We shall see you on Tuesday for the Walker AC Experience. Until then, take care.